What is up, my love, and welcome back to the 1% Women podcast. I am so excited to dive into today's episode. Before I do, I just want to apologize. I am a little sick, stuffy nose, sore throat. We're not sure what's really going on, but that's why I sound the way that I sound. But I needed to get this podcast off for you guys. I'm really excited to talk about all things authenticity. It is the most fundamental po- topic of self-discovery, self-confidence, and success in life, business, and relationships. It is the very first pillar of the 1% Woman program because I truly believe that is the core foundation to literally everything in your life is being able to know who you are authentically. And on top of that, authenticity has become such a key buzzword in the mindset, personal development, content creator, coaching space. Like, I don't know about you guys, but it feels like to me, the only advice that is given from a business coach these days is to just be more authentically yourself. And if you're more authentically yourself, you'll have a more magnetizing brand, you'll attract more clients, you'll be more successful, you'll feel more fulfilled. And girl, I agree with them. But also... From that, it's like, okay, how? Like, tell me how to be more authentically myself. Because if you're anything like me, you probably also don't feel like you're being fake. You're probably not being fake. I know this is this is where I was. I was I was being told time, time, time again, be more authentically yourself. But I wasn't being fake. I wasn't not being authentically myself. And so I couldn't figure out what where the disconnect was. So I wasn't being fake, but I also wasn't being authentic. And then I was like, make that make sense for me. And I just like couldn't get it. But I'm going to break that down for you in today's podcast episode because after all of the inner healing, all the self-discovery, self-mastery, personal development, inner work, identity shifting that I have done, I have created a different perspective, I think, around authenticity as a whole that I really want to share with you guys because I think it's going to help liberate you a lot and help you actually find these answers for yourself. So inside of today's podcast episode, we are going to define authenticity. I'm going to myth bust some common misconceptions around what it means to be your authentic self. I'm going to break down how we all lose our our authenticity at some point in our lives and then give you guys some of my best tips and tricks for finding her again so that you can create a more fulfilling life on your own terms, have more success in your business and deepen the connection within your relationships. All right, so first and foremost, according to the good old Googs, what is authenticity? Authenticity is being genuine, being real, or being true to one's character, spirit, or values. That seems pretty high level. Like, what the fuck does that actually mean? (laughs) So I decided to piece together a few other perspectives, a few other definitions around authenticity so we could kind of pull out what the common themes were of all these different perspectives of what authenticity actually is. So another definition of authenticity was striving to align your actions with your core values and beliefs with the hope of discovering and then acting in sync with your true self. So that's another definition. A third definition is authenticity means behaving in congruence with one's values, beliefs, motives, and personal dispositions. And then a fourth definition is a person who acts in accordance with their desires, motives, ideals, or beliefs that are not only hers, but also an expression of who she really is. All right. So there were a few common themes, obviously, between all four of these definitions. We have things like your true self, your beliefs, your values, your character, your expression, your personality. So chances are, besides just questioning, Gab, how do I become more authentic? You also may be questioning, 
who the fuck even am I? <laughs> what are my personal values? What are my core beliefs? What is my true character? And so this is where we really get to have my favorite conversation around identity. Your identity is truly going to be the backbone of embodying your authenticity. Your identity is your sense of self, the way that you define who you are. And this is actually the very first place that we start to lose touch with our authenticity is how we define ourselves. Because what we see is that your identity becomes defined by things externally, your body, your bank account, your boy's attention. This is all coming from the lack of inner worthiness, inner enoughness that you feel within who you are or that you learn, right? We aren't born feeling not enough or unworthy. We learn that we are not enough and we are unworthy. And we learn this. And because of this, now we begin to attach our identity to things externally, body, bank account, boys. I mean, chances are, if you are to be asked, or maybe at some point in your life, depending on how far along you are in your personal development, self-development journey, you were asked, who are you? The answers were the labels that you wear. I'm a coach, I'm a athlete, I'm a soccer player, I'm a mom, I'm a girlfriend, I'm a insert role that you play, insert label that you wear. And so yes, these parts of yourself are very important roles that you play. They're very important parts of your life, but they are not who you are. They are not your identity. We have to go a layer deeper. We have to peel back, take off those things and look at the deeper qualities and characteristics that you embody. So that's the first place that I think we really start to lose our authenticity is in starting to define our identity by things externally. Now, the second layer where we start to lose some authenticity is through the different masks that we wear, where we start to dis- subscribe to social norms different types of role playing and performing, where you start to fit yourself into this box of the type of woman that you think you need to be in order to be successful, be lovable, be enough, be worthy, be attractive, whatever it is, we start to fit ourselves into this box and unconsciously act out of integrity in order to fit in. The truth is we all have this inner longing for social acceptance. We all have this deep-seated human need to be a part of a tribe. Like it is within our DNA and our human beingness psyche. And so what we what happens is we fear showing any of our insecurities. We fear being judged by others. It is literally a death threat to us from a psyche perspective. And so over time, because we've subscribe to all of the social norms, we've been performing, we've been wearing all these masks, unconsciously, our true self becomes really, really blurry. And who you know yourself to be is really only through the lens of your ego. So there's two parts of your identity that you need to understand and know. You need to understand that there is your egoic identity, and there is your true self identity. The egoic identity is this ideal self of who you know yourself to be that is attached to status, success, superiority, and safety. Your ego is the identity that you have like subscribed to. And then there's the true self. And what forms these parts, what forms this, what I call identity gap between the egoic self and the true self, what forms this gap is the beliefs that you have about yourself. The beliefs that you have about yourself are forming your egoic identity and breaking you further and further away from your true self identity. These beliefs are largely learned. 
learned beliefs. You learned that you're not enough, that you're not pretty enough, that you need to look a certain way in order to be lovable, that you are not smart enough, that you're unlovable if you fail, that you are too much. Whatever it is, whatever that limiting belief is that you have in your mind, that you are not important. This is one that's been kind of coming up for me recently, that I am not important, that my voice doesn't need to be heard, that my story doesn't have any significance or any purpose. That's one that I'm actively working through right now, just to be transparent with you guys. We all have these stories and these beliefs and they form our egoic identity. These limiting beliefs, they build a barrier around your true self. And this barrier around your true self is protecting, is is full of like protective parts. It's your people pleaser part. It's your workaholic part. It's your perfectionist part. It's your avoidant tough girl part. It's the part of you that's self-deprecating it's a part of you that uses sarcastic humor it's a part of you that projects and like judges other people or deflects everything away from yourself it's the part of you who subscribes to addictions in order to distract yourself from your internal emotions these protective parts are built around the true version of yourself who holds the pain of not feeling good enough the pain of shame usually the pain of anger, the pain of judgment, the pain of rejection, whatever the pain is, there's there's the core self that holds on to pain that now we've built this egoic identity around in order to hide, in order to protect. This egoic identity is built from all of these protective parts that you subscribe to. The people-pleasing, workaholism, perfectionism, avoidance, projection, addictions, all of those things. So behind the barrier, that true self that lies within there has been called what we know as your shadow self. Your shadow self is the part of your authentic self that is unconsciously hidden within your identity and now also unconsciously expressing ourselves in these sabotaging unhealthy ways through these protective parts, right? The quote by Carl Jung, who is the founder of Shadow Work, It goes like this, until we wake up to our total self and make the unconscious conscious, it will direct our lives and we will call it fate. So what he's talking about is this true self, this total self, this shadow self that is hidden behind all these protective parts. And these protective parts are the ways that it is directing our lives in unconsciously directing our lives in unhealthy, protective, reactive ways. This is the self-sabotage. This is the people-pleasing. This is the lack of boundaries. This is the inner insecurity. This is all of those, the, the workaholism, the burning yourself out, the perfectionism that controls you. That Those are all protective patterns of your ego, your egoic identity that is protecting your authentic true self-identity that is holding on to some type of pain that we need to go in, we need to heal, we need to bring out of the shadows in order to break out of these toxic patterns and really connect with who we truly are. And beyond that, there is in fact this debate over how much we possess an innate self and we need to uncover that innate self versus how much of our true self is actually flexible and determined by the choices we make throughout our life today. This is kind of like a stoic philosophy more so of like how much free will do we have to become who we are or is it predetermined? 
who we are, right? And this is like a question that we can kind of canoodle around. My boyfriend and I actually talk about this topic a lot because he's super into stoicism and we love to blend our two kind of perspectives of the personal development, self-development space together. So we talk about this a lot, but I want to share with you guys my stance here because I think it really plays into my view on authenticity and the authentic self. So my stance here is that we do have the innate self. It's just this innate self is constantly being expressed in our lives in different ways, depending on the season of life that you are in. So I feel like there is this evolution that we all go through throughout our life. So ages zero through seven, I mean, this is psychologically proven. We do not have the psychological capacity to really have a concept of self. So zero through seven, you are your most authentic self because you don't know any better. You don't give a flying fuck. You don't know that you're not enough. You don't know you have not absorbed any of these external beliefs or limitations or expectations or standards because your brain literally cannot. It, It doesn't know how to do that. So age zero through seven, you are your most authentic self because you don't give a fuck and you don't know any better. Ages seven through 14, you now become a sponge. You now become a sponge and you start to learn and absorb all of these expectations and standards and beliefs about who you need to be and who you are, what your identity is. And so that is where a lot of the conditioning and the molding begins to happen. And then ages 14 through 21, this is, in my opinion, where you're living out a very egoic driven identity. The authentic self is pretty hidden in your shadows. And you're living out a lot of these unconscious patterns of people pleasing, perfectionism, subscribing, fitting into the mold and the standards, uh, not feeling good enough. I think this is why we often see like this is the age for me, even like my journey specifically, like this is the age where I developed my eating disorder. And we see a lot of women doing that. This is the age where yeah, I think like there's a lot of like pressure to look a certain way and there's you get you start to get into relationships that, you know, the toxic patterns start to kind of creep in in these toxic relationships and we're seeking validation through the relationship through our relationships, you know, high school and beginning of college and we're binge drinking and we're like all these things. Those are all the very ego driven identities where we're just like subscribing to the societal standard of who we think we need to be and living out a lot of these unconscious patterns. And then ages 20 through 28 or 21 through 28 is where we experience this identity crisis of like, what the fuck era? Who am I? We go through this like entire inner work journey. We find ourselves again. And this is usually triggered by some type of awakening of a sorts, whether that's like a career loss, a a loss of like, for me, it was like a loss of my dad, whether that's through And even in my career, like starting a business, kind of spiraled this personal development journey, healing from my eating disorder. Maybe it's like a relationship breakup, like a really intense breakup. Maybe it's a friendship breakup. Uh, Maybe it's like moving across the country or, or like a big move that you have in your life, whatever it is. It's usually triggered by some type of awakening. Maybe it's a health, a health diagnosis or crisis, right? So this is, in my opinion, the evolution of one's identity in the the beginning phases of life. I can't really speak to the rest of them because I haven't experienced them yet. But as someone who's about to be 26, I'm right smack dab in the middle of this last evolution, really emerging, finding myself again, and reconnecting with that 
authentic self. However, as I'm sure you can expect, the version of you ages 21 through 28, yes, very outwardly different than the version of you who was zero through seven, the most authentic version of you. Both authentic, both very different. And so that's why I feel like, yes, we have this this core innate self, but depending on the season of your life that you're in and what you've been through and the experiences that you've had, it's expressed in a different way. Ages 14 through 28, 21, that core innate self was expressed in very toxic, unhealthy ways because it was expressed very unconsciously through sh- sh- like a shadow pattern. Now, 21 through 28 is starting to be expressed in a more healthy and controlled and conscious way because you've done this inner work. You see the difference there? And so, yeah, I just feel like we all have this inwardly authentic core qualities, traits, joy, and freedom of self that we all embody. The expression of this is what continuously evolves over time throughout our life. And I want this to be the very first misconception that I bust in this podcast and really truly just give you the permission slip that your authenticity is going to evolve and it is going to continue to develop over time. It is an ongoing process to find and develop and step into and become your most authentic self. It is a forever journey and process. It's not, it's a journey. It is not a destination. It is not a place where you arrive. It is the process of healing these wounds that are behind those protective parts so that your true self that is hidden within the shadows can continuously be integrated back into your identity and expressed in healthy ways instead of unconsciously expressed in unhealthy, reactive, protective patterns. This is the process of taking back control of who you are, taking back control of your life and your identity. Instead of constantly reacting and being who you think you need to be based off of the external, you are proactively rooted internally in knowing and staying true to who you are and letting that be expressed externally. Authenticity is not something that you have. It's not something that you arrive at. It is not a destination. It's not something that you don't have. It is a practice. It is something that you embody. It is something that you become and continuously become and that you remember over time. It's by continuously letting go of these false beliefs, the false beliefs that you are inadequate and by truly beginning to understand and accept these aspects of yourself that you can start living more in alignment with your true authentic self and letting that true authentic self evolve with the season of the light of your life that you're in. So that's the first misconception that I want to bust. And the second misconception that I want to bust is that you are being fake if you are being inauthentic. And I truly just don't agree with this. Like, I don't believe that women or people in general, men too, are being fake if they are being inauthentic. I don't think you're actively trying to be a fake version of yourself. I think what you're doing is you're being very selective about the parts of yourself that you are showing. And the parts of yourself that you're not showing, these shadow parts, are expressing themselves in unaligned ways unconsciously. You aren't in control of it. You aren't even aware that this isn't who you truly are. You are just living through the lens of your ego, not 
again, not aware that there's actually that that's not actually who you are. And it's not until you have something that mirrors back to you, girl, this isn't who you really are. This isn't who you really want to be that like gives you that wake up call that you're like, oh my gosh, like this isn't really me. This doesn't feel fulfilling to me. This isn't aligned with my purpose. This isn't aligned with my core values. This isn't my authentic self that you are put on the path to figure out who that is. So I don't think that you're actively being fake if you are being inauthentic. I think you're just being very selective about the parts of yourself that you are showing and you're not showing your whole self. Authenticity is the journey back to wholeness. It's about reintegrating these shadow parts into who you are and allowing them to be more freely expressed without fear of judgment or failure or whatever fear it is that's controlling you, that's causing you to hide them. So that's misconception number two that I want to bust is that you're not being fake. And so like take that idea out of your head right now. It's likely that you just are hiding certain parts of yourself that you feel like are unworthy of being shown. Figure out what those parts are and learn how to heal and accept, heal your relationship with them and accept them so that they can be reintegrated back into who you are and you can step into this version of wholeness within yourself. And last but not least, the third misconception that I want to talk about is that you need to stop caring about other people's opinions in order to be authentic. Again, no, I do not agree with this. It's actually impossible for you to not care about other people's opinions of you. Again, it goes back to our internal innate human psyche that we need to feel a sense of belonging to a tribe and to a group in order to feel safe, in order to feel like we are able to survive it is okay to value other people's opinions. It is okay to value your first impression. It is okay to ask for advice externally. But the key to this is it cannot be filling, filling a void internally. You have to be able to be so firm and confident within who you are and own who you are so that you don't unconsciously just choose other people's values, opinions, uh, biases, perspectives as your own. You need to be so consciously aware of this, of, hey, what's actually true for me and what's not? And being able to set that boundary for yourself, both internally and externally. It's about flexing this muscle of autonomy where you're able to ask for other people's opinions or even value and care about them without compromising or sacrificing your own. Choosing for yourself first before you're letting other people dictate your decision or your opinion or your value or your choice or your action or your belief. All right, so that's the third misconception um, because I think it's also super, super, super unrealistic for you know, what you see out there on social media to say, you need to stop caring what other people think about you. Like, yes, you probably do to a certain extent. And also, it's actually impossible to do that completely. So how do we heal our relationship with other people's opinions of us? How do we heal our relationship with accepting advice or criticism from other people? By first, valuing our own opinion over theirs. 
by first owning our worthiness and our enoughness and our beliefs and our values and standing true in who we are authentically first and then outsourcing externally. All right, so those are the misconceptions that I wanted to bust about authenticity. Now let's dive into the nitty gritties real quick and dirty about how can you begin to nurture your own authenticity. And I touched on this already, but the first one being obviously the shadow work queen over here. Shadow work is going to be the real answer. Like you need to figure out what parts of yourself are hidden within your shadows and integrate them back into your identity. You need to go on a journey of intense self-awareness where you begin to examine these belief systems that you've developed through your experiences and your memories through childhood. What are these beliefs and what are the ingrained patterns that you are constantly living out that no longer serve you, that don't feel aligned for you, that are draining to you, that are compromising your own uh, fulfillment in any area of your life, whether it's in your health, in your relationships, in your work, in your business, and start to understand the roots of them, the roots of those patterns, the roots of those beliefs, so that you can begin to heal them, clear them, and move forward away from them. Redefine them. Reconnect back with who your most authentic self is. I'm going to be walking you guys through my exact four-step process that I use for shadow work in my brand new intensive called The Shadow Self. It's going to be so juicy. It's going to be so good. Not only am I going to be teaching you guys this process, but actually also walking you through it. I think one of the most powerful things about shadow work is it can literally transform your self-image and your identity in the matter of one breakthrough. And so I'm super excited to host this intensive because I know that so many of you are going to walk away a different woman than the woman that you came into the intensive as. So the link to that will be in the show notes below. Just a little shameless random plug that I wanted to throw in here. <laughs> that is going to be on March 6th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also on top of that, any of you guys who do register for the um, the intensive, you're also going to have the opportunity to apply for three months of free one-on-one life coaching with me. So I'm going to be giving away two scholarships for free one-on-one coaching with me for three months. My birthday is March 8th. So I figured I would just like pair these two together and do a little birthday special uh, and give away two scholarships. And I'm really, 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 really excited for to offer this and to give you guys this opportunity. So yeah, that is just a little shameless plug that I wanted to throw in there and make sure that you register for the master for the intensive. And when you do register for the intensive, you're going to be sent directly to the application for the scholarship. So that's that. Step number one to finding your most authentic self is doing shadow work, is going on a deep journey of self-awareness and learning how to, step two, accept these parts of yourself that you have once deemed unworthy, not enough, shamed, suppressed, neglect, neglected, and really start to clear out the limiting beliefs and the pain and the shame that those parts of you hold so you can integrate them back and be able to show up as the more confident, whole true, authentic version of yourself and break out of the toxic, protective patterns of your ego. So that is number one. Number two is, I think one of the, I, I know that I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast that I think a huge antidote to perfectionism is authenticity. I think a huge antidote to authenticity is vulnerability. The more that you're able to develop the courage to be vulnerable, the more authentic you'll be able to be. I think the fear of showing vulnerability is one of the key things that holds people, women specifically, high achievers, even more specifically, back from being their most authentic self. 
is the fear of showing some type of perceived inadequacy or weakness or flaw or imperfection and that being the thing that is going to cause you to suffer some type of failure or rejection or judgment and again those things are all death threats to our psyche so I think really practicing this art of vulnerability and one thing that I had to learn is there's a big difference between vulnerability and authenticity that vulnerability is a small piece of authenticity there's so much more to being your authentic self than just vulnerability where vulnerability is kind of like sharing or showing a piece or part of you like I did earlier in in this podcast where I shared some of the vulnerable limiting beliefs that I'm currently working through in my own journey like that is a vulnerable share (laughs) that is a very vulnerable share because it's not something that I've I have a lot of you know confidence conviction or have like fully worked through yet Versus authenticity is more so expressing these parts of yourself in a more unapologetic, confident, um, empowered way. Vulnerability is sharing these parts of yourself while they still hold some type of weakness or maybe some type of um, insecurity around them, right? And I think we need to master the art of both, both vulnerability and authenticity, Uh, especially as someone like me who I desire to be a thought leader, a leader, someone who is here making an impact and inspiring others. How do I balance this fine line of being vulnerable while also being an authority, while also being fully authentic? And, you know, everyone has their own formula for doing that. But I think just... A huge piece of nurturing and finding your most authentic self is leaning into this more vulnerable part of yourself and having the courage to be able to do so and to be able to share this vulnerability with others. Now that leads me to another point of how to nurture your authenticity is to create an environment where you feel safe to do that. Environment being the people that you surround yourself with. Get yourself in the room with people who are going to celebrate you in your authenticity who are going to hold safe space for you in your vulnerability, who are going to see you for who you truly are and empower you to step into that more fully, who make you feel like the most confident, badass, 1% woman version of yourself. Get in the room with people who light you the fuck up, whether that is with peers, whether that is with people who love you, friends, family, whether that is with a mentor who can see things in you that you can't quite see in yourself yet. Like get yourself in the room. Let someone pull that out of you because it's going to be really hard for you to be able to see all those blind spots, especially as a high achiever. You are going to be your own worst critic. You are going to be so hard on yourself and it's going to be really difficult for you to see the gifts and the and the characteristics and the qualities and the traits that we were talking about earlier in this episode that make you you, that make you uniquely you. It's really hard to see them within yourself after years of conditioning of hiding them or uh, not feeling like they are worthy or not feeling like they are good enough or whatever. And usually you need someone to help pull that out of you, to help celebrate that within you, to give you the permission to let that light shine brighter. And so get yourself in the room. That is the next plate uh, piece of advice that I have for nurturing your authenticity. So that is number three. Number four is getting really clear on what your core values are. Getting clear on what your core values are and what your purpose is here. This is going to help guide you in 
setting boundaries and making decisions and how you're going to show up in your life and the standards that you're going to hold yourself to you in the how you're going to spend your time most wisely or in the most fulfilling way. So when it comes to core values, core values are not characteristics or personality traits like honesty or integrity or trustworthy or confidence or freedom. Like those are not values. Values are actual things that you like tangible things that you do in your life. Yes, it's important to get clear on like the characteristics and and the personality traits and all of those things that you want to embody that are your higher self. But what are the values that you value in your life? Is it family? Is it work? Is it health? Is it travel? Is it reading? Is it art? Is it dance? Is it what what are your values that you is it money? Is it wealth? Is it fashion? Is it like what are the values? What would you what is the most fulfilling to you when you spend your time doing it? Um, is it learning? Is it teaching? Is it coaching? Right? These are values. So get really crystal clear on what your core values are. And I say this in every episode that I share this, we also want to prioritize your values of what is the most important value to you versus least. And this is the hardest thing for people to do. Because usually how we prioritize our values is through what we think we need, how we think we need to prioritize our values or through like how our family raised us to prioritize our values. And sometimes that's not always how we would prioritize our values. All right. Like one of the most common ones is prioritizing family over everything. Well, maybe that's not actually how you want to prioritize your values. Maybe that's not actually what is most fulfilling to you. So get clear on what that, what is the most fulfilling to you and get clear on what your purpose is. This is going to be your why. This is going to be your North Star. This is going to be your compass. This is what is going to guide you in staying true and authentic to you throughout the course of your life, especially if you are a business owner, you need to be so clear on your values, your purpose and your why, because it truly is going to keep you on the right track. And then number five tip for nurturing your authenticity is consistency. And as I was doing like some research before I created and started recording this podcast of just like collecting some of the definitions and things and, and hearing different perspectives and quotes and stuff. Consistency was something that came up in a lot of the different articles that I read, um, that when you are being your most authentic self, there is consistency in who you are. Consistency, like you are the same person in every area of your life. You show up in the same ways, with the same standards, aligned with the same values. Like you aren't one person behind the scenes that you are, or for example, you aren't someone on social media that you aren't not on social media. You aren't someone with your family that you aren't with your friends. You aren't someone different when you're by yourself than when you're with other people. And so I really want you, this is where we can start to, I think, recognize some places that you may be out of integrity or out of authenticity is how are you different when no one's around? How are you different when you're with family than when you are with friends? How are you different on social media than you are not on social media? And understand that there are going to be some differences, right? That is part of the human nature. <laughs> that is part of human nature. But I think just being really consciously aware and recognizing how you are shape-shifting a bit can help you really figure out, okay, am I just being this version of myself so that I fit in here, so that I feel like I belong? 
or am I actually being true to myself? And you'll find that, you know, becoming a version of yourself in order to fit into a certain group likely makes you feel really empty and unfulfilled and unloved within that group. And so you can recognize, hmm, maybe if I make this shift or if I make this change to be a little bit more real, to be a little bit more whole, or to maybe show this other aspect of myself within this group, I will actually feel more fulfilled by these relationships, right? Um, so just thinking about that too, uh, can, can help a lot. So those are some of the different tips and tricks that I have for you when it comes to nurturing your own authenticity. And some reminders that I want to close off with is just reminding you that it is okay to lose yourself. Okay. It is okay to lose yourself. It is okay to wake up one day and be like, oh my gosh, I, I feel like I don't even know who I am. Because in fact, one of the, this is one of the greatest breakthroughs that you'll have to finding your authentic self. Acknowledging the fact that you feel like you've lost yourself or that you feel out of integrity, you feel inauthentic is the, the first step to finding her again. Acknowledging it is where the magic can begin to flow, is where the lights begin, can begin to shine again. So if you feel like you don't know how to be your true self, it is okay. Acknowledge it. And the more that you can be honest about that, the quicker and easier it is going to be to find who you are authentically again. And know that again, with seasons and evolutions, this may happen again. It may happen time and time and time and time and time again. With each iteration, with each evolution, you're coming back home closer and closer, closer to that true self that's inside of there. The next thing that I want to leave you with is just always connecting back and asking yourself, what, what would my highest self choose? What would my highest self choose? And if you don't know who your highest self is or what your highest self is, I really encourage you to journal on that a bit. Really encourage you to journal on that a bit because the better connection that you have with your higher self the more aligned that you can stay with her today in your choices today. And so really start to create and cultivate this relationship and connection with your highest self, I think can really help connect you with your authenticity as well. And then just know that when you unlock authenticity, it is going to feel like total freedom. That is what authenticity feels like is freedom to just be yourself without the fear, without the doubt, without the insecurity, without the masks, without the performing, without the pressure. It is freedom. So if you're curious what authenticity feels like, it feels like freedom, personal freedom. And this was when I first started my inner work journey back at the end of 2022. The one thing that I craved the most was freedom from the mental chaos in my mind, from the pressure that I carried to be someone that I was not. And the past year and a half has been a journey back home to her. And it just feels so fucking good to be where I am today 
And again, authenticity is a continuous practice. It's a continuous journey and I'm continuously going to be on it, but I am more myself today than I have ever been. And I can say that so wholeheartedly and so confidently, and it has changed so many areas of my life, my business, my relationships, my health, my self-image, my identity, so much of it. And so I really, really, really hope that this podcast hit home and resonated with every single one of you. If it did, I would really appreciate if you could leave this a five-star review, comment below, send this to someone that you know needs to hear this message today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure that if you uh, resonate with this podcast that you also register for the masterclass. I would absolutely love to meet you and see you and walk you guys through my unique four-step formula and process for doing some of the shadow work in order to reconnect back with your authentic self. It'll, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. All right, you guys, thank you so, so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.